so nice to see all of you guys. And I hope you're excited about God and what he does, what he's going to do today. Amen? Uh, I am, I've been given the privilege of finalizing our final, uh, it's part one of the series. We are talking about living in the word. Amen? And I hope by now you guys are in a place where you are excited about the word of God, that you've come to realize it's not just us reading to put a tick on our devotion. Amen? I hope by now, and I'm not saying devotion is bad. Devotion is good. But the thing that you come to realize is actually there is more to reading the word than what we have come to realize. Amen? I don't even make any sense. And the thing is, is I'm not fighting the U version. I like it. I actually use it every now and then. But the thing that I've realized is there is more to the word. So today I'm doing the last part of this series called Living by the Word. Uh, and if you've been here and you've been following this series, is we started with communicating about what the word is. And we came to find out that the word is not just a storybook. It's actually God trying to reveal who he is. He communicates about his intentions, his thoughts, and what he wants us to know. Amen? So when you read this, you are actually discovering what God is thinking about certain things. And not only that, you come and discover his character. Amen? So when we read this, it's not just to know the scripture. It's not just to memorize. I'm not saying it's bad to memorize. It's good to memorize. But it's more than that. Amen? So when I open the scripture, I am looking and trying to know what God is saying, who he is, what are his thoughts about me. Amen? So that was our first part where we started and we talked about what the word is. And we talked about logos and rema. Amen? We talked about Logos is the written word. Rema is the spoken word. And she, uh, Vivian said it so nicely. He says, it's when the spirit breathes life into the word. That's when I open the scripture. I have read it for so long. But when I read it, something in me arises and I see a character of God that I go like, sure, this is the God that actually has spoken. And I can trust him. Amen? Are we together? And then Sipiwe did a good job. He says, what is the purpose of the word? Amen? I always get fascinated by how much people can read the word and still remain the same. You cannot read this word and still remain the same. You have been washed by the word that I've spoken, meaning there is something that the word does. The more you read the word, it actually changes you to be a different person. Amen? How do you get transformed is by the word. And the one thing that we say in our vision is we see lives, communities, and society transformed as we disciple people. You see the first thing we start is the word. We are not here because of ngugi. Amen? We don't disciple you according to my faith. We don't disciple you according to Pastor Henry's faith. We disciple you according to the word. Amen? If if you come to church and we don't talk about the scripture, do not listen to what we are saying. That's why I am not challenged if you look at the scripture and try and find out what did he say. Amen? 
we challenge you to come and open the scripture for yourself. If you hear me telling you to eat grass, there is a problem. And you can't blame me. It means it's your laziness that you can't read the word for yourself. So when I tell you, do something, you go and open the scripture. Paul talked about the barbarians. I'm pronouncing it. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. He says they were great. Why? Because they searched the scripture as he taught. Amen? Don't come and just sit and be entertained by how wise we are by breaking the word. Look at it. Because when you look at it, you find who God is. You get to know his character. Amen? I make sense. So, Spiro said about how the word comes and transforms us. I don't know if you have found somebody who God touches and they are changed. All of you are testimony. I hope so. I am a testimony and I've shared it so many times. I wasn't supposed to turn 18 but I met Jesus. Oh, and he took me, washed me with the blood of Jesus that I can walk and proclaim. Right now, I am going to 45. 18, my mom had already prepared herself to bury me, either because I will be shot, or I will die because of AIDS, or I will be drug something. But God, oh God, and I don't know how, but God has the tendency of picking the useless of the useless. You know the people that God's people say, this one is a dead thing. And he always picks them. Do you know why? To show off that he is well able. He never picks up the good and the perfect one. I'm not saying they're bad. When we look at the Bible, look at Moses. He was a killer. But God picked him. Why? Because you can see the transformation. You see a guy who killed. Look at Jacob. He used to be a trickster. Guy, even he cons his father. You know conning your blind father. You know how serious that is. And God comes and picks him. And he wrestled with God. And God changed him. And he says, from now on, you shall not be called Jacob, but Israel. Because when God comes, he takes you. And he tells you what people have been telling you. It's not what I made you. Let me give you your identity. Amen. So today, if you have understood about how he speaks and how he, the word does, now today I'm going to talk about the power of the word. Amen. Because there is power in the word of God. This I told you when I got saved, the Holy Spirit asked me a question. And he says, who is the most powerful person in the world? And that time for me, all I knew was American president because that's what we hear. That's the most powerful. And I told the Lord, that's the most. He said, no. He said, the most powerful person is the one who lives in the world and walks in it. And imagine the Bible is in all of us' hand. Some of our Bibles are dusty. Some of us, we actually list, we read the Bible on Sunday like right now. This is the only time. And it has been made so easy that we have them on our phone that we can go with it anywhere. And I've 
continuously told you the enemy doesn't need to do a lot. All he just needs you is to look at the word just as a devotion. Amen? If you look at even the way he tempts people, he doesn't come and just takes you off completely. If right now the devil comes to a married man and say, go commit adultery, he knows you will say, no, the devil is a liar. All he will do is just take the truth and just bend it a bit. Just a bit. You, you want to read the word, he comes and says, yeah. But this is just ticket. And we are so proud of ourselves at the end of the year, I've read through the whole Bible. And yet, you are still the same way. But when I read the word, it's different. So today we are going to see the power of the word of God. And what I want to tell you right now is if you read this word with that expectation in your heart that actually this is a life-giving thing, a life-giving word that actually brings life to you, you will not remain the same. I want to make a statement that will be very dangerous and I know some people will not like it. If you spend time reading this, the word, you know you're not supposed to be sick. I will show you in the scripture. It says, if you keep this word and read it, it will be health to your bones. But God says it, he says, my people perish because of lack of. So it means you can read the word. And that's what I'm proving to you right now. We have been reading it as a book just to tick not as a life giver. Because when I know that actually when I read the word, health is coming to my bone, it means I read it and I tell God, I speak it according to faith and I say, Lord, I thank you. Even as you are speaking, even as I'm reading, Lord, health is coming to my bones. I am getting healthy. Lord, my body is aligning according to your word. Health shall be my portion. Trust me, it will be so. There is power in what you're holding in your hand. There is power in what is in your phone that is called an app. I want to make another statement. If you are a child of God, living according to the word of God, you can't be the same way in a month's time because the word of God will come and transform you and change you to his glory. Amen? So, Let's open. Hebrews 4, 12. And I want to, I want, this is the scripture, based, uh, foundation scripture for today. But I want to go a bit up, uh, just start from Hebrews 4, so that you can understand the context. Because when you read Hebrews 1, uh, 4, from verse 1 till 11, you see the writer of Hebrews challenging, giving us a caution. And he says, let us be careful let us be careful that we don't become like the children of Israel who had the gospel but did not receive it. And they ended up dying in the wilderness. And the writer of Hebrews says the gospel was spoken to them. But because they did not receive it by faith, they actually died in the wilderness. And I know most of us, when we read that story, all of us, I don't know if you're like me. Have you ever read that story of the children of Israel? And you go like, what? You guys experienced this? You saw God wiping the whole Egypt, taking you out? God is something else. 
He takes them in as a family. They treat them so bad. And God tells them, I'm going to set you free. And you know, he doesn't set them free empty-handed. They say he bankrupted the whole of Egypt. And then he gives them so much money. Guess where he's taking them? There's no mall. There's no place to spend the money. And God does not stop there. He has, imagine guys are coming out millionaires in the wilderness where they can't spend money. And they still need to depend on God for food. They still need to depend on God for water. They still need to depend on God for pro, pro protection. And all God was saying is, just because you have money, it's not that that money provides for you. It is I who provides for you. Amen? I hope that one will set somebody. Your job, it's a good place where you actually just show your worship about God. It's not your provider. God is your provider. And the biggest problem that the enemy has come is to make us think that your account is the one that provides for you. And because of that, we find children of God are limited to walk in the authority and the faith they've been given by God. Amen? And we see God doing great things, but after 40 years, all of them died. Only their children who went on. And the writer of Hebrews in verse 4, he says, the reason why they died is because they had the gospel, but they did not receive it. Amen? So you're, you're, you're getting the thing. It means there was a, someone, a message that was preached to them, but they did not receive it. Why? Because they didn't receive it with faith. And what the writer now comes to verse 4 is when he's telling us, listen, the message they were preached, it was so potent with power. But because they didn't receive it, they actually all died. And he wants us and he says, be careful, this can happen to us. My question for us is, even as we are right now, how many of us, we have been preaching for how many years? How many of us have been saved for how long? But the question is, have you actually been receiving these words you've been receiving? From either preaching from a pulpit like this or from the TV, we listen to messages that changes us. Amen? And we see here now the writer of, of, of the book of Hebrews comes and says this. Listen to 12. He says, For the word of God is living, active, full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating as far as the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the completeness of a person and of both joint and marrow, the deepest part of the, our nature, and exposing and judging the very thought and intentions of our heart. And the writer was trying to explain to us, this is the message that was spoken to them. This is the word that was spoken to the children of Israel. But yet, they missed it. And I want to submit it to you this. You can hear the most powerful message, but still miss what God is saying. And imagine it took them 40 years. 40 years! That church was strong. 40 years, as we are just going to 8 years. 
as east, not as the main one. The main one is going almost 20 now. But they continuously had the message, continuously had the message. When God was parting the Red Sea, it was a message. When God destroyed the Egyptian, it was a message. For us right now, God is doing the same thing, but now in our hearts. There are things that God is breaking in our hearts. There are seas that is opening up. He's making you go through. Some of us, God has come through for you so much, but you, when a problem comes, you forget what he did. And you start saying, Ish, where is God? Yet, two, three years down the line, he opened a door and provided for you. But now it came and you forgot. And the psalmist said something that is powerful that has always shocked me. He says, the children of God knew the hand of God, but Moses knew the face of God. And I realize a lot of us know the hand of God. When you know the hand of God, you know him as an ATM. And when the ATM doesn't have money, you complain. But when you know the face, that's a different thing because you know a character of somebody. And which one is best, the hand or the face? Because when you have the face, you have everything. Amen? Because when I look at God's face, even when the circumstances are not good, if there is no food in my plate, it does not mean I am dead because I see the one that is called my provider. And I will stand and say, surely, God, you are still God and you are my provider and I know it with all of my heart. Even though I may sleep hungry, it does not change. You may be sick or you've gone to the hospital and they have told you, this sickness, ah, my brother. We can't even do anything. Oh, guys. But there's a God that is the doctor of all doctors. That there is no situation he can't do anything. I had this testimony of Joe's mother. You know Joe Austin? She was diagnosed with cancer. And they said, you have six months to live. And she said, thank you very much, doctor. She went home, got all the scriptures that talks about healing and who God has said about it. And she said, I took it as medicine. Right now, she has lived over 30-something years. Why? Because when you go to the word to find out the character of what God says and you stand on it, God is obliged to stand and respond to his word. Miles Monroe said something that stood out for me. He says, God is not moved by crying, but is moved by his word because he's a king. When you go before God, you come and say, Lord, you have said it. And I stand on it. I don't care about the circumstances. Yes, people may be saying, right now the economy is so bad. It's okay. I see the facts. But when I read my scripture and the kingdom that I come from, our kingdom is not falling into problems. He actually says he paves the floor with gold, meaning he's very secure. So when we stand on that, even if people are saying, and we see it in the Bible, Isaac, when there was drought, the Lord said so, and he says in the drought he got a hundredfold. You know what that means? <laughs> the weather does not control God. God will provide it. Because he is God. Amen? I don't know if I'm making, it's making sense to you. So we are going to look at this and we're just going to talk a bit about it and I hope I'm going to be done in no time. And I'm going to just break this Hebrews 4.12. 
And I want you guys just to listen and to allow the Holy Spirit to move into your heart and to speak to you. Because this is what he told me. And he said, son, if my children receive my word by faith, the exploit they will do, it will be like no one has ever seen. Read the scriptures, you see guys who turned kingdoms upside down without even using a knife or a weapon. But they changed kingdoms because of knowing who their God is. Amen? Am I, does it make sense? So we are going to start. Point one is the word of God is alive. John 6, 3, 63, it says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. It is of no account. The word I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. And when we look at this, we see actually in the word of God, the writer says the word of God is alive. And when we look at the original thing, he was actually talking about the spoken word. Amen? Remember our first series, we talked about how Logos and Rema. This one, he says, the spoken word. Because remember the beginning when the, I gave you the background, he says, the word they were spoken for, they did not receive it. And we talked about it in the beginning. You can't have the Rema without the Logos. They are all put together. They combine together. Amen? And we see here, it says, the word that is spoken is alive. And that word alive means potent. It has power in it. Amen? So every time when I stand here and I say, it is written, the words that are coming out from my mouth has so much potential. The question is, can it find a fertile ground? Amen? I make sense. I remember the first time when I heard this word and I heard that it is there. And I remember I went to church and it was one of our service. And this word became alive. In Peter, where he says, by my stripes, you are healed. And the word that was written there, it's wa. It's not you are going to, you are. And I remember I was in the service worshiping, and the Lord asked me, you always tell people about healing. Why are you not trusting me that I am the healer? And I remember, I can even tell you, I remember I went home. I used to stay with my grandmother. I did everything the doctor told me not to do. Everything the doctor told me not to do, I did them. And I know I have doctors. Doctors will love you. This is just me talking about faith now. They're not talking about your job. And the thing is, I think so Vivian just shared right now. He says, how do we express our faith is by actions. You can't just say, yes, this is what God says, I am believing. But there is no step that you take. And I remember I took that step, and trust me, I never, ever got sick again. And my grandmother was a staunch Catholic. And there was this priest who told her, in the last days, there are these churches which will come, verify a fire, do not trust them. Only trust ours. So this is what my grandmother will do. So one day I'm in my bedroom sleeping. She calls me. She can't breathe. Her lungs are congested and she calls me. Guess what? I came with that revelation. He is a healer. I laid hands on her. 
got slain, woke up, my grandmother never had asthma attack again. And the whole time, even before she died, if anybody she met that was sick, she will say, listen, my son is God. Ah, my grandson, he knows he's God. His God can heal. But what happened is it's not that I was anything special. It's that I read this and I saw the character of God. And I knew his thoughts and his plans for me. So all I did is was stand according to his word. Not according to Ngugi. Even when I laid hands on her, I didn't go there and say, oh, according to Ngugi. I said, Lord, you have said by your stripes we are healed. And right now I'm laying hands and I speak to this sickness. And I command it right now to bow down to you. And it went. Amen? So when you see the word we speak has power. But it can't work. The word cannot work without faith. And you heard from our series, we said, this word by itself is just written word with ink. And the Bible actually says the devil knows this, the, the word, but he still lives in hell. <laughs> so knowing this, headwise, means nothing. The place that comes to challenge is when you know it here and it drops here and you start walking in it. I make sense. They may tell you, oh, oh, guys, I have something in my spirit. This is what I, I found out. The Bible has said, whatever I put my hands to do will succeed. I believe with all of my heart. There is nothing that I do. Let me quantify it. The things that I've been called to do. <laughs> Let me quantify it. Anything that God has called me to do cannot fail. That is my faith. Because I know the ones who spoke. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, he is not a man that he should lie. If he has spoken it, it will happen. My question is, the word you know, is it here or in your spirit? 2 Timothy 3, 16 says, all scripture is God-breathed given by divine inspiration and it's profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration of obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in comfort, uh, conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. That's what the word does. If we are living the word, even in our private life, we will live the same. Some of us, after tomorrow, it's something else. The way we talk, the way we behave ourselves. And it tells me something is wrong. Because when the word comes to you, you are the same. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There is no change. It doesn't matter where you are working. I know you may be looking at me and going like, but Muruti, you don't understand. I work in a secular world. I did that. For three years, I was, live, I was working. Five, sorry. Five years, I worked in a secular world. And my boss was a heathen of heathens. And he tried his best to make me sin. He will take us for parties and he will want to buy drinks and alcohol for me. And I told him no. And I saw when I was leaving his job, you know, he wrote me a letter. And he said, Googie, 
You, when you come back this side and you say you want a job, come and find me. I want to give you a job because I've seen you are different. I held on to what God said. When the word of God comes to you, you don't change. Amen? I make it sense. I'm going to finish with this and then I go to my next point. Proverbs 420, 23. It says this, my son, pay attention to my word and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. Oh, listen for this. For they are life to those who find them. Huh. Listen to this. It says, and healing and health to all their flesh. Watch over your heart with all diligence. From, from it flows the spring of life. Remember I told you sickness should not happen to your life. <laughs> I know. And you may ask me, but why am I sick? That's a question you need to ask yourself. When you're reading the word, you go like, it is written. Why am I not seeing it? So every time you read the word, you need to expect you are taking a dose of health. Your body actually needs to be getting better. Somebody asked me the other time, Ish, are you not feeling you're getting old? I said, I'm like wine. The older I am, the better I am. What we speak matters. We need, we, we need to change how we speak. You know, there are comments we make that goes like, Ish, you know, I'm a, a, old age has started coming. I can feel how my bones are going. Watch out what you speak. My God told me one day, he says, like father, like son, I started everything by talking. Be careful how you talk because you have power to create. I want to show you the last picture before I, I go to the next point. Look at that seed. That's the mustard seed. You see how small it is? You can't see. But look at the potential that it has to produce. Can I tell you guys, this even how small it is, if you read it with an expectant heart and have faith with what you read, this is what will happen in your spirit. Something will happen. You can't remain the same. You can't be telling me you are reading the word and you're still the same way you were 10 years ago. Something is wrong somewhere. There's potential in the word of God. Amen? Good stuff. Number two, it says it's active, full of power. And one of the things that it says, it says the translation word there, it, it, it means that one when we talk about power, it actually means it works. So this guy was trying to explain to the writers, guys, when the word is read, it is actually working. It's not just a normal. You know how we read? We all have read history books. We have read about all these great men, but all of them are dead. This one never gets old. I've now been saved for almost 25 years. But every time when I read the word, something new opens. And that's why I was listening to somebody and says, the word of God does not need to be upgraded. It, it's by itself an upgradable thing. It is solid by itself. So the word of God, when you read it, it actually works. Guys, <laughs> you don't need to look for that prophet to lay hands on you. 
Today I was talking to the guys and I said, people want to look for that guy to connect you. Guys, you have it already. It is in your hands. That makes sense. You don't need to come to me. My work is to equip you so that you can walk in the fullness of God what has said to you. I make sense. This is all that you need and it is active, working. It works. It does not sleep. Listen to what God says about it. Isaiah 55.9, it says, for, the, as, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven, and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bear and sprout and produce seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void unless we are, uh, what, void, it, and then they put, it is, uh, what do you call it? Amplify. It says useless without results. This is what it's saying. Without accomplish what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I have sent it. So every time when you read this, we have found about how this is God's breath. So when I speak it, I'm actually speaking what God has intended. My question is, the situation you're going through, what does the word say? I've told you, me, I don't believe in hustling. I believe that's a worldly thing. When people tell you I'm hustling, I don't believe in hustling. I look at what the scripture says. God has said, I will bless the works of your hands. You're blessed going in. You're blessed going out. Favor will follow me. Everything that I touch will be blessed. So whenever I go to a place, whatever I do, we will succeed. I don't have a backup plan. Are you walking according to this? He says his word will do what it has said. 